I want to say hi, friends, but I only have one friend with me here today. Hey, friend. Welcome to the ALT Insider Podcast, dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in Japan. Whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it, we've got you covered. And now, your host, broadcasting from somewhere in Japan, James. Hey guys, yes, it is James from coming at you with episode number 041 of the ALT Insider Podcast. And this week, it's a solo episode with me, and today we're going to take a walk through High Friends 1, which is the book you are using, or at least you should be using, if you teach English as an ALT to elementary school kids in Japan. Before we get into that, though, I want to say that yesterday, big news here in the ALT Insider headquarters, the podcast had its first ever 100 download day, so I just want to say thanks to all of you that were a part of that. Some of you listening probably weren't a part of that. Still cool. Without you guys, I wouldn't be doing this. I mean, I do like talking about ALT stuff, but if no one was listening, it wouldn't be quite as fun as it is now. Thanks for listening as always, and I will do my best to keep giving you reasons to listen to this podcast. Like today, Hi Friends 1 is a much... uh, Some people don't like it, some people like it. I always think it was fine, but today we're going to go through the book in its entirety, a mini walkthrough through the book. If you want to play along, of course, and you are on your bike on your way to school, like I always imagine you are actually, but feel free to grab your high friends one. I have mine with me right here. Hey, listen, I'll grab it on the mic here. I don't know how that comes out, but I have mine with me here. If you want to listen along as we turn the pages through this thing and I just give some notes and my favorite lessons and stuff like that, please do so. If you don't teach elementary school kids and you're in junior high school only ALT or future ALT or whatever, this episode might be a bit of a miss for you, but if you ever want to hear what elementary school students learn in Japan, now is your chance, so stay tuned. And for the show notes of this episode, head on over to altinsider.com forward slash podcast 43 and all will be revealed to you there. Anyways, back to our walk through Hi Friends 1, the fifth grade edition of the, the Mext Imposed, Mext Imposed, I don't think that's right, the, the, the book that, the textbook that fifth graders are supposed to use in elementary school. So let's go to the front cover before we dig in. The front cover has, you know, three kids, two teachers, well, actually five kids, two teachers, one cat. The one thing I want to point out is, it's funny how they made sure the cat had a, had a collar. If you look closely, the cat definitely has a collar. So, you know, like, there's no stray cat around here. I don't know why the cat wants to be around apples, but... A cat is there, and it definitely has a collar, and they want to make sure you knew that. On to lesson one. Lesson one is called Hello. Hello. Now, this lesson really is a good one, and one of the best, really, in terms of, like, things to do and, like, fun level. Like, on page four and five, oh, well, the first page, whatever, what is this page? Page two and three is kind of, like, a lot of space for a short activity, but it's fine. But page four and five really has a lot of stuff, like greetings from around the world, videos that go along with it on the computer. It really gets, goes well because, you know, students love computer. Students love the students love videos, you know. And the, the, the students in the videos are, like, stereotyped to the max. Like, you know, the Australian girl's holding the koala and stuff, you know. <laughs> it's like the only way to make it more Australia is, like, she had to be riding a kangaroo or something. But it's funny. Students like it. Um, fun fact from this page with a video on this page is that I consider it to be true. It might not be true, actually. But the Full House House, if you click the, the, Austral- the, the America video... The girl standing out there is standing in front of the Full House house. At least I think it is the Full House house. I always say, say it is, but I mean, students don't know what Full House is anyway, but no, whatever. But um, this lesson also has a notoriously hard Let's Listen activity in which the students are supposed to write down the names of people that give their greetings in English. 
It's on page six. Um, let's listen three. And like one of the girl's names is like Brazilian and long. It's like Strachovitsky, maybe Russian. I can't remember, but Strachovitsky or something. And like I repeated like 10 times. The students never get that one. I don't know why they chose that name. I guess they wanted to show global people all around the world, different names. You gotta love it. Um, the final lesson in this book on page number seven is the, you know, exchange name cards, exchange the thing. That's really good. Students always like that one. This lesson is very good, and it's an easy first lesson, which way, which is exactly what you want because, you know, first lesson, you don't want to, you know, discourage people from liking English, you know, so it's good. Good job, high friends, on this one. Lesson one, A+. Plus. Lesson two keeps the good times coming with I'm happy. It's the perfectly, and again, really a perfectly on-level lesson filled with activities. You know, you should have no problem filling four classes with this stuff, even though it's only two pages long. There's a lot of stuff you can do with, you know, how are you? Um... Fun thing about the gestures here on Let's Play on page number, what is it? Page number, my page, my pages, things are all bent the wrong way so I can't see it. Page number nine, the come here, the Western way to say come here, you know, like the, you know, get over here kind of thing. The students will always laugh at that one. Um, the final activity of acting, asking how students are with the gestures, it works, but it really takes like an active class. Like if I had, had an active class that was a little more advanced, I would just say no gestures, you know, because gestures, like if you use them, they make you not have to listen to the person, right? So if I'm saying like, I'm hungry, you know, I want a sandwich. But if I'm just doing the, 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 the gesture for rubbing my stomach, everyone's like, okay, he's hungry, right? It doesn't matter what he's saying. So if you have an advanced class, do without the gestures. If you have a lower level class, of course, do those gestures. Lesson two is pretty good. I'll say that pretty good. B, B plus. Lesson three. Uh, how many? Lesson three is was really my favorite lesson in this whole book. You know, there's so many good activities you can do with numbers. The book has it starts with a not great Jenkins game, um, a page to use for like a page like you can ask like how many pencils on this page and like that question. This page is way too easy because there's like ten pencils or something. But um, they also have like Jenkins from around the world with with the students, the, the, some of the same pe- people that were in the first lesson. That's pretty good. Uh, it's kind of like a time waster actually. Like. I don't know how much English you learn from it, but students like it, so always show those videos. Uh, next page, on page number 12, they also have a, a how many quiz game, and this one's good because there's actually a lot of stuff here, so it's really good. Like, And if you want to change it up a little bit, say how many apples and lemons, and like blow people's minds because that's a question they weren't expecting. Um, what I did multiple times in this lesson is your basic like guessing game, like not from the book, but you get your students in groups, hold up a jar with like some number of something in it. So like for round one, I would usually have the students hold up their erasers and I'll take like 15 or so and, and you know, make sure the students didn't know how many I took exactly. But I had them get in groups and, and then I would write each group's guesses on how many erasers were in this jar on the board, you know, and I would shake it around so they couldn't really see exactly how many are there and always make sure a different student, every round, a different student says their guess, but you write their guess on the board and then you count together. And, you know, whoever got it right gets a point, and then you go into the next thing. Like, you can do lunchroom trays, you can do chalk that's in the chalkboard, you can do pencils that people want, you can do all kinds of stuff. I, sometimes I did, like, how many pencils are in this person's pencil case, and just pick a random person's pencil case. And make sure you pick, a, a like, a, a person that looks like they like studying, so there's not, like, a thousand broken pencils in there, because that's happened to me. But be smart about it. Pick someone that looks like they care about their stuff, and you'll be fine with that. Um, the song in this lesson is really atrocious. It's like, how many balls? How many balls? How many balls? It's like, you know, come on. That's even a song. They even try for that. You know, I don't use songs anyway in this book. I I maybe use the Days of the Week song, I think. But if, if you're a song person, it's really good. But this this is not just for me. And this might be the worst one in the whole book. Uh, lesson four 
entitled I Like Apples. It's all about what you like, what you don't like. And actually, the first two, the first half of the, of the lesson, you're supposed to teach like I like, and then the second two, you're supposed to add I don't like. I taught it all together right away because I think it's better to get the students used to it, you know, as used to it as possible because, you know, the farther you go, the, be- the, the more you teach at one time, the better. Like they have four lessons to learn about it rather than just two. Um, hits in this lesson are all after the first two pages of the lesson, actually, because the Ohajiki game takes up two pages. It's just ridiculous. I, Ohajiki is just not fun. I mean, like, keyword game is way more fun. I'm not really sure why, but two pages for this is ridiculous. I never used Ohajiki game. Don't do that. Um, aside from what the book has, which is some good, you know, listening, listening, uh, quizzes and stuff, but I always like to do a snakes and ladders game with this lesson as like the last class of the unit or whatever because board games you know always awesome as you can imagine and as a twist when i with my version like when you land on the square with a picture of something on it like let's say there was a cat on it instead of saying like i like cats or i don't like cats if this something was a cat you have to ask someone in your group do they like cats so like hey whatever do you like cats if they say yes you get to move forward one space if they say no you have to move back one forward so that adds a lot of fun to the proceedings and I always make sure everyone knows lying is totally cool and it's definitely encouraged even. Not encouraged, but well, rarely encouraged. But, you know, you, it's, it's a choice, you know. Do you like cats? Well, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Do I want to make you go back one space? Well, I don't like cats. So you'll see it makes a cool dynamic, a group dynamic, and it's really fun in groups. This lesson is pretty good, though. No problems here either. Um, lesson five is what do you like? And this is where things really start to get a little bit more complicated and require, like, a lot of setup from you. Um... Lesson five is still okay, but it's like, it's, it's, it's running to get to that point where we have to explain a lot of stuff before we can do any activities. So like, if I say, what color do you like? It's fine, but you have to teach all the students have to know all the colors to be able to answer that. Right. So anything, any farther you go from that, that formula, the more they have to know what color do you like? They have to know all the colors. What food do you like? They have to know all the foods. What animal do you like? They have to know animals too. So just, you know, it just requires a little more setup than the stuff before that was really simple. Um, a lot of stuff to do though in this lesson as the other ones too the first two pages have a t-shirt thing that's good uh second page has a make a t-shirt with your friend activity i've never done this and if you know the secret please share in the comments section because i've never figured it out i'm not sure exactly how they're supposed to do this and make it fun i don't know i always skip that and did a kind of make a t-shirt way in my way which was everyone i passed out a paper with a t-shirt on it and say like you know, have one student stand up and tell everyone to draw, like draw two triangles. Okay, cool. Then you pass your paper to someone else and they, and then next, then you call another student to say like three circles. Then everyone has to draw three circles. So you're not drawing your own, you're drawing like for other students too. And like after every round you pass your paper. So you, you know, you never know who's, who's you're drawing on. It makes it more fun than just drawing, sitting there drawing, you know, a little, I'm drawing a t-shirt by yourself, you know, um, the, the game on the right side of the page, the one, the activity, always good, always a good, like, sum up the lesson lesson sum up the lesson activity no problems there this was a good lesson what color do you like song again can't even tell you what it sounds like sorry about that song lovers out there um let's go number six number six is all about letters and i think i forgot about this during my initial statement saying that the counting lesson was my favorite the numbers lesson was my favorite because this is definitely definitely my favorite lesson the book is filled with awesome things to do you know they got a letter find here they got to follow the letter the CD says kind of thing. The amount of and the, and the, like the amount of games you can do outside of the book is really insane too. Like my favorites was ABC Train, which is like get the gr- gr- students in like groups or three groups. All the students in three groups have the first person in the group write A. They run back to the their group, 
give the chalk to the next person. That person writes B. You continue it down all the way till they say till they have all the way to Z, and then you can grade like how good they wrote it. That's a really good lesson that takes like I don't know ten little activity that takes ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Also, I did um, envelopes, which is where like you print out a letter and cut it into a puzzle. You put the letter in an envelope and you do like I don't know twelve letters, and they each everyone gets in groups and they pick an envelope from the front, solve the puzzle, write it on a piece of paper you give them, and then they move on to the next envelope. First one to get all the letters is the winner of that game. That's a really good one, and it always gets requested to repeat it later on the, in the less in the in the year. They always say like I'm gonna do envelopes, you know, but that is a good one. You know, all these games all these games aren't on my site actually, but they are in the yearly elementary school lesson plan. So. If you want to find, check out more about that, go to the Tools of the Trade, Tools of the ALT Trade, excuse me, section of the website, and check that out if you haven't checked it out, if you want to hear more about these games I'm saying here. Um, the Letters Lesson is really my favorite, and it's like, it's so easy to have fun with letters, like it's just so easy, like, I'm not sure why they titled it, What Do You Want? I mean, it should just be the alphabet, you know, some, some teachers would really try to add like the What Do You Want section of the game, of this lesson. And I was only trying to like, if they wanted to, fine, but I think have fun playing with letters and that's like, a, that's enough. That's a good lesson, you know? Elementary school is like simple is better. You know, over understanding is much better than not understanding at all, you know? Like our job at the elementary school level is to make English fun so they have motivation for when they get older, you know? Of course, we want to teach the basics, you know, my name is, how many pencils are there and stuff like that, but English being fun is a huge part of what we have to do especially at fifth grade elementary it's, it's it's huge so you know i think letters doing only letters for this whole lesson is totally cool and fun as possible pack it full of fun and that is a good lesson onwards lesson seven we're flying by through this thing we are totally flying guys well how many time i've been here 15 minutes Jeez, that's nothing lesson seven which is all about what's this? Now this lesson is is definitely on level. I think it's like almost too low level because the I mean the grammar is what's this and like a ton of vocabulary that like I don't know how they chose it. They say like okay, well, let's just do a globe and let's do an eggplant. Not sure why. Let's just do a glove. It's like they randomly chose the vocabulary, but it works. You know, you have to stretch to make four lessons though for sure. If you have a school that we where you have to go four times, there's only so many ways to say what's this. You know, like I made a PowerPoint game for this one. And I also do snakes and ladders for that with the gimmick. And that one being like, if the students land on a space on the board with like, I don't know, let's say eggplant, someone had to, someone in the group, not that person, had to ask the person that landed on the eggplant, what's this? If they can answer it, it's an eggplant, they move forward one. If they can't answer it, they go back. Um, this lesson has six pages and, you know, there's a lot of fluff here, if you know what I'm saying. Like the middle pages, like pointing game, they call it, let's play pointing game. It's really ridiculous. I would always just say like, um, I would use this as another counting practice. I actually would use this during my counting lesson because like I could ask how many eggplants and like, of course, no one knows what eggplants is. So I would have to draw an eggplant on the board every single time. Um, the final activity for this one is to have the students make a quiz. And I've seen like other LTs do this lesson like awesome. And like there's different like quiz stations set up and stuff. I've never done that. I'm, I couldn't get it to work. One time I did try it. It was a mess. I just do a silhouette quiz. Everyone makes a silhouette quiz of an, a vocab word they know that's not in the book. Um, because, you know, it's just simpler. And it also gets the whole group, the whole class involved. Like, I have them write a silhouette quiz. All they can use is black. So you can't, like, draw a face on a dog or whatever. It all has to be black. Collect all the papers from everyone. 
Uh, write a point value on the back, just at random. So I do three, two, four, minus one, whatever. Drew the other points and then hold up one, one by one. And then students have to raise their hand and guess what it is. So like, and you can't guess for your own or the person next to you. And in some like, let's say more fun classes that wanted to cheat a lot, I would say you can't answer if it's in your whole group, you know? So like if you hold up a, I don't know, a picture of a pineapple and they say it's pineapple, you check on the back, how many points are there? That team gets the point. It's really good. Really fun. I definitely did that from fourth grade from time to time too. If I like, if they told me like, James, do whatever you want, I would sometimes break that out. Lesson eight, we're getting towards the end here and it's all about the subjects. Now this is a tough one. It it requires a lot of repetition, you know, like there's no grammar here. It's like just vocab, right? Like they say, I study Japanese, the name of the lesson, but it's really just about the the, uh, classes. This lesson also has some cool videos though about schools in other countries that your students will definitely like and they're pretty interesting for you as well. You know, especially watch for your students' reactions when they show, like, the Australian school that has a Japanese class. They are shocked every single time when they start saying, like, the Aisatsu for that class. See, I'm realizing now, as I'm doing this episode, like, why I stopped being LT, kind of. Like, I know the reactions the students will have to basically every single activity I'm seeing in this book. As I'm turning the pages, as you can hear, I can, I'm just, like, memories rush, or like, rushing back, like, oh, yep, I remember the kid, the student's reaction at that lesson. Oh, I know how they kind of don't like lesson, that lesson, but you still got to do it. Like, I still had fun at the end of my time, but it's definitely like I was getting burnt out, and I can see, like, now. I can see now kind of why. Like, it's tough to get excited for these lessons when you know the exact points, like, the students will laugh at, the exact points they're going to have a tough time with, the exact points you should just, like, skip, you know? The excitement just kind of got sucked out for me. But it's not for you, hopefully. So keep stay strong. I know that's my fault, too, actually. You know, like... Maybe I needed to find new activities for all my classes and it would have been still been fresh for me, you know? So it's my fault too, but it's also a a product of doing these lessons, you know, I don't know, more than a hundred times. I don't know. But lesson eight, I study Japanese. Keyword game, always a classic. Uh, Let's listen to, watch the video about the schools. That's always money. Oh, this uh, lesson also assumes your students know the days of the week, which isn't always the case. So keep that in mind. Uh, three hint quiz is always good too. In this lesson, I did a game called Boxes. And again, it's in the yearly lesson plans. And I'll put a link in the show notes page for anyone else to check it out because it's kind of complicated to explain on a podcast. But also just make sure with the days of the week, like I said before, that you study it before every, like as a warm up to that this uh, this class, make sure you do days of the week in your Yokotate game if you are doing Yokotate as I recommend. Um, yeah, Thursday, you know, Thursday's just a mess. Students will never remember Thursday, you know. You might even want to do a whole lesson on days of the week for lower level classes. Like, I definitely did that from time to time. Uh, let's study. Okay, last lesson, lesson number nine. What would you like? And this is another one that really, like, they a lot of activities are here. It's all about food activities this lesson. They're always fun, you know. The stupid parfait game, though, that is a miss for me. I've never done the parfait game. I've played it a few times to check it out, but like the prep time is like double the amount of time the game lasts. So I never tried it again. I know some LTs that still do it, but please share your secrets in the comment section of this post because I have no idea how to make this game fun. I never did it. That was a 100% skip for me. Um, one thing you definitely want to do in this lesson at the end is make let the students create their own menu because that is always fun. Let some students get some creativity out, which is always good. The videos here have school lunches from around the world. And that was always a highlight, too, to show the students. Um, get ready for people to be surprised by the pizza in America. And, like, you can sit wherever you want. It's a big surprise, too. I told everyone to just calm down, though. It's not it's, it's, it's not like a party, you know. But pizza definitely does exist. And I love Pizza Fridays when I was an elementary school kid. 
going to Costco next this week, actually, in real life. So I'll be definitely picking up one of those sweet, reasonably priced pizzas here, too. A rarity in Japan. Um, let's see. What else can I say about this lesson? It is fine. Nothing great. What would you like? The chant, I can't remember, as I said before. This middle page of the lunch, they like say to make a menu. It wastes a lot of space, but it does give you ideas for the food to use. So I guess it's fine. The healthy menu of the hamburger. Hamburger is so healthy. Anyways, that's it. Let's end there. The rest of the book is filled with the flashcards that would take the students, you know, half the class to cut out. This is what you want to do. If you want to use flashcards, tell the teacher you want to use them in the class beforehand or just use them sparingly, you know, like only when you feel they're really necessary, you know. It really is not a good look when you're sitting there for nothing doing 20 minutes. When you're sitting there doing nothing for 20 minutes when the students are cutting out the, you know, parfait pieces for the game that will take five minutes. That is definitely downtime and it should not be in your classes. So think about it before you want to use it. I know some LTs though like to use that as part of their schedule time, you know, like cut out this, that takes up 15 minutes, you know, but do you want to be that kind of ALT? Ask yourself that question, you know? Okay. So for the show notes of, for this episode, and I will link to all the games I said, I know I kind of steamroll through the games, but I will put a link to all the games I mentioned on the show notes page, which will be at altinsider.com forward slash podcast 43, <laughs> podcast 43. And in the comment section, I want to hear, here. here's the three things I want to hear. If you have a way to make the parfait game fun, please let me know. And there's one other thing I wanted to secret. What was it? Oh, the t-shirt game. If you have a way to make the t-shirt game fun, please let me know. Also, bonus question, sub question, what's your favorite lesson from High Friends 1 and what's your least favorite lesson from High Friends 1? Looking at the back cover, there's nothing really cool there. If you want to do a joke when students ask you to sign their book at the end of the year, though, I would draw a heart between the two people on the boat, and that would make some humorous reactions. So don't be afraid to steal that joke. Nothing left to do here, though, but wrap it up. Hi, Friends 1 has a bad rap. People complain about it to me sometimes, but honestly, it's fine. It does what it's supposed to do. It gives you, it gives you topics for all the games you need to have fun glasses the whole year. So all you should be worried about is how to make this thing fun. Don't complain about Hi, Friends 1. Make your games fun. No problems. So until next time, me and High Friends 1 are getting out of here. You have more fun while you are teaching English through using High Friends 1. See you. Thanks for listening to the ALT Insider Podcast. For more info on how you can have more fun working in Japan, visit ALTinsider.com. See you next time. James, do whatever you want.